Daily Rants and Raves. Today is Monday, August 5th. And as you know, Daily Rants and Raves are part of a Rave Radio podcast network. And Rave Radio this month is sponsored by Atlas Sound, the audio company. You can check them all out at atlassound.com. And today I have a, speaking of sound, a special guest, uh, Darcy Harrell. Um, You may all know her or know her possibly through her family. Uh, Ron DeVoe started Total Marketing some, I don't know, 30 or 40 years ago. Maybe you can tell us, Darcy. But Darcy's now the CEO of Total Marketing. Darcy, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. Well, it's uh, a pleasure to have you on. And you do a lot of different things. And uh, I think it's interesting. uh, You're involved in more than just being a manufacturer's rep. Total Marketing, some years ago, maybe 10, 12 years ago, I wrote an article about how there are only a few good reps in the industry. And Total Marketing was one of those companies that was mentioned. And I stand by that even now, uh, you know, a dozen years later that you guys are certainly in the top uh, two in the country reps, if not the top rep in the co- in the country. And you guys do a phenomenal job. It's because you're doing more than just um, reselling vendors gear. You're, you're providing a, an interesting service to them. Um, you're educating them on the products, but you're also educating them on the technology. And you're also educating them on sort of what's coming up in the future of technology. And so I, I commend you for for what you guys have done there and what you've built. So congratulations. Thank you. You know, my dad was always very and is still very innovative. And so he kind of set that up that we would always be ones that are looking towards the next step. And and I think today with so much change that we're experiencing in AV, it's really important that we try to bring as much to our customers, the dealers that we work with, the consultants we work with, and the manufacturers in terms of helping them understand how these markets are evolving. And they are evolving. In fact, uh, speaking of evolution, the reason why I asked you on is you wrote a phenomenal piece for us. Um, it was basically a review of an, uh, the UCC summit that you attended that Wayne House puts on. They've done been doing it a little over 10 years. And you um, went to the summit a couple weeks ago. And if you don't know who Wayne House Research is, Wayne House is uh, sort of like a, a market analyst company that really follows and details, uh, among other things, the, the unified communications market, video conferencing market stats, and can tell you pretty much anything about everything regarding that segment of the market, which is the whole reason why you went, really, to learn more about UC and where the future of, of uh, BYOD and video right. conferencing is, right? Absolutely. I followed Wayne House for a long time, and, um, and this was an opportunity, especially post-Infocom this year, I felt like there were so many new vendors and services and things, and I really wanted to get an idea of where, where they're coming from and, and how all of this is going to continue to affect what dealers are, are doing now and in the future. Yeah, and one of the things that struck me about, well, if, for those of you who haven't seen the column, it's actually one of the featured stories at ravepubs.com. So if you click, go to ravepubs.com, click on Rave Pubs link, and you'll see on the featured stories, it's called A Review of the Wayne House UCNC Summit. And one of the first things you point out in there, which I think is striking, is here's a summit about unified communications and video conferencing and the direction that it's going in the future, and there were hardly any AV people there. Hardly any. Um, There were quite a few more service providers. I was actually surprised at how many end users were there. Um, But a lot of service providers, and and if 
if that's not telling as to where AV is focused, then you know I don't I don't know what is. But um, it, there's definitely definitely room for some more AV folks. One of the things that might be keeping AV people away is um, you know video conferencing. This is sort of video conferencing's third shot, right? I mean it's their third swing. Um, is that you know 15 years ago it came about and had a lot of hardware problems. Then 10 or eight or 10 years ago it came back and the problems weren't hardware hardware related. They were actually more uh, network related. The fact the phone companies and uh, couldn't really handle the bandwidth. So now this is the sort of the third go around, um, but it's actually working really well and it's all network based now. And that's the key. It is. But I think that what, and, and I talk about this a little bit, but consumerization is really driving the video conferencing market. And I think will be what takes it to the next level. People are used to using technology that as consumers, Skype and FaceTalk or FaceTime and Google Talk, things like that. And so businesses are wanting to bring that in. And video conferencing, even as it's become much more user friendly, is still limited to the very top of the pyramid of users. There was a stat that Wayne House shared at this summit that um, only 5% of the addressable market is utilizing video conferencing today. So there's huge opportunity for scale, but it's being driven by people wanting to use something very simply. And even as as the, the big guys, if you will, the Cisco and, and Polycom have made it so much easier, there's still so much that's required to really have a, an ease of use in terms of the user experience. So what I found interesting was these new players, and we saw them at Infocom and Telelabs is one, that has a very inexpensive solution that makes sense for those all important SMB customers, the small to medium businesses that can't afford the technology at the high end of telepresence. Yeah, and what's interesting, uh, well, you, you, a couple things there. Uh, first of all, basically what you're saying is there's huge opportunity. I mean, so therefore we're very, we're not even close to saturation. And in fact, the 5% that, that have it only use it 20% of the time right now um, is what the stat that I think you put forward in your column. Yes. But also what's interesting about mm -hmm. that is that um, one of the things that you point out that I think is really interesting is that instead of everybody trying to pitch it as the next best thing to travel or instead of everybody pitching it mm -hmm. as the green technology because you're not having to spend money on and burn energy traveling, people are now at the level of they have to have it because they need it, not, not, because, they want, not because somebody convinced them that they need it. Well, it's, it's about the way that people want to work. I mean, today, and, and you know, you are a professor, you know this, it's all people want to collaborate. Kids are coming out of college and, and used to doing group work, group projects. And um, I think that previously video conferencing or telepresence has been about how executives communicate to each other. Um, it's been at that very high-end boardroom level. And for true scale, we have to get to those knowledge workers the um, at whatever levels they are who really want to be able to share and collaborate the same way that they that they're doing every day, um, the same way that they're doing um, through their consumer devices again. So it's about meeting people the way that they want to work, not necessarily trying to save money or or um, address any kind of green initiatives. And, and I think that that's really true. But that scalability is is important for 
for this industry to really grow and for their for video to be more pervasive, then it has to exist at 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 lower levels, out out of the boardroom and and to those more collaborative spaces. And also, they need one of the things you pointed out is that they need it to be simple. They need it to work like yeah. Skype and like right. FaceTime does, where you're not having to. Uh, get to a meeting 45 minutes before the meeting starts just to make sure you're actually going to be able to have the meeting in video conference. Um, and uh, and the, the only way to do that is to integrate it into a system seamlessly, and that's the value of an AV integration company. But the AV companies are sort of falling behind in this because they're not the great majority of the market right now. Even though Cisco and Polycom and, and the rest are exhibiting at Infocom, uh, there's a tremendous amount of uh, um infrastructure already being put in by the telcos and the IT companies. Absolutely. And and I think that there's a huge opportunity for AV to engage more with those companies because they still, they're not, um, the user experience could be even that much better when you really do pay attention to the audio, to the acoustics. So there, there's got to be an opportunity. It's a, it's a matter of addressing it in a little bit different way than I think we have in the past. So this, again, this article is at ravepubs.com and it's uh, and title of it is a review of the Wayne House UCNC Summit. And um, w one thing I want to kind of switch gears to a little bit is um, because I do teach at UNC and I sort of understand some of these stats. And also I understand sort of the where you talked about some of the futures going. And uh, one of the things that is becoming really hugely popular and has, uh, has done so in a very short period of time are um, sort of um, iTunes U slash um, massively open source um, classes where you can go online, you can go to you know Stanford.edu and you can start taking classes online that are either free, like the Khan Academy is, or cost you you know a few dollars a a, a week or or maybe a, even a potentially a few hundred dollars a month to take these courses where before you had to sit in a university classroom and take a course like this, but you're not just sitting and watching a professor teach a course, you are, but you're also capable, some of these options are giving you the ability to actually interact with the professors, ask questions, and it becomes a two-way communications medium. So you're proposing, or I guess one of the things that was proposed at this conference, is that this could sort of be integrated into sort of everybody's everyday life and that the future of higher education is at risk because of how simple this is. I think that with higher education, we have to, again, an opportunity to think about things differently. Um, it's not about how the institution is going to attract students based on having the fanciest lecture halls or a great deal of digital signage. I think it's all about accessibility. Um, I, and I mentioned this about our current administration really making a huge emphasis on everyone having access to a higher education experience. But again, it's that scale. And we can't assume that the demand is inelastic. Um, Stanford is going to be expensive no matter what. And um, if we assume that people will just pay for that constantly uh, because it's the thrill of, of having that, uh, that name associated, I, I don't think that's going to continue to happen and that scalability isn't there. So the opportunity for institutions like, like Stanford, like UNC, to be able to extend their reach by having opportunities where students can can access courses online and and that means looking at again AV a little bit differently. How do we stream? How do we how do we have opportunities that um, that those 
those professors can reach a much larger student body. Um, I think that, again, it's one of those um, opportunities that is is there. It's just the the way that the consumers are going to actually get their information that the students are going to get their information is changing. So, so basically the lesson here is when somebody, when a university calls you up and says they want to redo their classrooms uh, and they ask you for some specifics, you know, we want to add, uh, we want to add, uh, you know, more document cameras, more inputs, and we want to add the capability of adding Apple TV and other things, you should step up and be proactive at talking about unified communications and sort of the future of delivering a lecture in this type of classroom. And shouldn't they start looking at integrating video conferencing or network-based conferencing, whether even even if it's just audio for now, um, adding video is pretty inexpensive because you just got to yell, you got to add a camera and some software. Um, but at least get them to start thinking about it because it, whereas in the past, the only time people talked about adding video conferencing uh, for that matter was when somebody called them and said, I want video conferencing. But what you're saying, I guess, is that that should be sort of the regular right. Um, part of the regular services when you're addressing educational institutions specifically? I think that most all education institutions are thinking about this, whether they have a defined strategy or not is, is something that you know they, they need to have, but we certainly need to ask them. And you've mentioned this before, they don't know what's possible until you, until you tell them. So working with any customer, any of the higher education institutions or any other type of, of education group to find out exactly what they're plan is for the future and help them try to meet what their mission and, and vision is in terms of expansion. And absolutely, there's huge opportunities with technology. So those, those groups need to be thinking about how they're going to reach students in the future, for sure. Well, you can read all about it. It's a great column. Uh, we've had a tremendous response from it. We just posted it on Friday, and we've had uh, a great response. It's been retweeted. It's been shared a dozen times already, um, even though we really haven't posted it, uh, we haven't promoted it through the newsletters yet. So it's going to get a lot of play. It's really well uh, written. Um, I think you did a phenomenal job detailing exactly what Wayne House does and why this is an important conference. But more importantly, I think you've actually also created a situation where more people from AV are going to be interested in attending this next year um, because uh, they do address, I mean, this is specifically addressing everything that that you need to know in the world of unified communications and video conferencing. So I appreciate your willingness to, to write this for us and detail this for us. And uh, we look forward to, to having you write more for us because you've got a great style and a great knowledge base that we'd love to, uh, love to have you part of the Rave Pubs uh, um, team here and appreciate your willingness to be involved. And certainly um, um, congratulations on all your success. And uh, give you a chance to plug your business because you guys do some amazing things. So why don't you tell them a little about how to reach, I mean, you've reached total marketing at totalmktg.com. I don't know if you've got another website, but that's the one I know of. <laughs> that's the one. Well, thanks. I'm, I, as, as you said, we started almost 30 years ago, 1984 was when it was when my dad first started total marketing. And um, we've, continue to provide, I think, a value-added service um, to our the manufacturers we represent and to the dealers that we're bringing these products to. I think that it's important as, as reps that we continue to provide a level of value that 
is about bringing new products to the marketplace and and new technologies. Um, we have a unique perspective in that we get to see what manufacturers are developing and what their roadmaps look like um, across multiple different verticals and then work with resellers the same way. So I think that that total marketing has always been known as a as a little bit more than than just a rep firm. Um, I, I call what we do is channel development and um, helping manufacturers to to build their channel and hopefully helping the resellers to to build their different um, their practices around vertical markets and, and new technologies. So I appreciate your your kind words and um, I look forward to um, to continuing to do this for for another 30 years and we'll be interested to see what kind of products we have to represent them. Well, I'll tell you, if you're a manufacturer listening to this and you need representation in Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, um, Total Marketing is the place to start because um, they can do it for you. They've got some great lines here. You've got Barker Live Dots, uh, Point Maker, Marshall Electronics, PV, Mersive. Mersive is a great technology. Actually, Mersive Demo, you talked about a demo that Mersive did at the uh, Wayne House event. Um, Vadio, um, Telelab, Telelab's uh, pa- uh, Trip Light, Stuart Film Screen, RGB Spectrum. You got some great lines. So, um, if if a if a company's listening on here and they're wondering how to get started in our industry and they want they need some representation down in the Southwest area, um, you should definitely check them out at TotalMarketing.com, which is T-O-T-A-L-M-K-T-G.com. So you're abbreviating the marketing. And Darcy, again, the CEO of Total Marketing. Uh, congratulations on everything you've done to carry carry forward what your what your dad originally started, um, and, and uh, to tell your dad hello for me. And again, thanks for being on today. I will. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. And this is Gary Kay, and this has been my daily rants and rays for Monday, August fifth. Um, we'll be on again tomorrow, um, but check out that article at ravepubs.com. Again, it's called a review of the Wayne House UCNC Summit by Darcy uh, Darcy Harrell. 